Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Vredestein tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Greetings. Welcome inside Hour 3 of the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. Live from the Geico Studios where everyone is still buzzing over the Heat's 112-109 win over the Celtics. They take a three games to one lead in the Eastern Conference Finals. They are one game away from the NBA Finals. Uh, More on this game in a second, but obviously want to reiterate again our thoughts with everyone in Louisville with the protests going on tonight as outrage has erupted across the United States over Breonna Taylor's death. As uh, we saw today, the lack of charging the officers uh, in her killing has uh, spawned this. And, of course, hopefully everything uh, can be can can go and 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 we can have protests and we can be able to have things that 
let's just say, go the way they should go. But obviously, that's not the case tonight. We saw two Louisville officers were shot as protesters marched into the streets. Uh, So our thoughts, of course, with uh, everyone in Louisville and across the United States tonight after what has been happening over the past few hours. And and look, it's impossible to ignore because the the NBA players like, look, this is this is part of the deal now, Uh, you know, forever forward with the NBA. You can say, well, I don't know about social justice messaging. This is the sport. The NBA players have decided we are stepping up for what we believe. We're going to say what we believe in and what we think should happen. And when something happens we disagree with, we're going to talk about it. The NBA is the most social messaging sport there is and there's no putting that back in the bottle and this is how it's going to be and and going forward it's going to be hand in hand that when you talk about social messaging and 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 what's going on the nba is going to be the leaders of that we've already seen lebron james brad stevens everybody across the nba weighing in on this and and it is a really really big thing of course throughout the country uh but our thoughts with louisville and, and across the globe tonight as everybody is is looking at louisville and hoping that things can can go as you know as well as they can uh, but already we're off to uh, the first couple hours where you're holding your crossing your fingers going please please let everything be okay well and that's that's the thing i mean it flows out and look you had things mobilized before there was even an announcement of what was coming down so uh people in the streets and, and certainly in cities across the country so uh you hope for calmer heads you hope everybody tries to wrap their arms around all the facts of the case and you know, make sure you, you dig a little deeper than a headline because, you know, unfortunately, we, we know how, how it works in a, uh, a microwave uh, media at times. So, you know, do your due diligence, do your research. And you, look, we're just looking for basic humanity, right? I mean, that's what it comes down to, uh, treating each other well, knowing that this, this is a situation uh, that got out of hand, complicated, a lot of facts and trying to sort it all out. What it came down to is they couldn't bring criminal charges, right? There was already, I think it was, what, $12 million uh, in civil uh, monies uh, attached to it. So still more details, more conversations to be had here. Uh, And, look, everybody keeps doing the, the vote messaging. Educate yourself on the process of who's who's running for office in your town because you know a lot of decisions that you you may shake your fist at they're they're not federal decisions they're local so make sure you're aware of that too i know a lot of attention is is goes on the national side of things but also to take a look at uh where where change can happen down the street from where you live so again uh our thoughts with everyone with you with us here in louisville and hopefully we can try to keep coming together and you know all we can do is keep trying and and hopefully you know there's a better day uh and again um we'll continue to monitor the situation throughout the show tonight uh but our business obviously is sports and and look we understand hey it's a distraction from what goes on in the real world but sometimes things happen where we have where we mention it we talk about it because it's important and obviously that is the story tonight but the story for us in uh, Sports is obviously Tyler Hero and the fact that I picked the Heat to go to the NBA Finals before the playoffs started. Because I don't know if you know that, Mike, or not, but I did that. I picked the Heat you know to what? go before the You know what? I, I have uh, some blue emu being delivered to your house. <laughs> For the number of times you've mentioned it tonight, that shoulder's got to be sore as hell. 
Whew, man, I'll tell you what. Uh, the Heat win, and we spent a lot of time talking about Tyler Hero tonight, and of course, because it, he was the hero. He was the man of the hour. He comes off the bench for 37 points and helps to lead the Heat to victory. It was still a big game from Jimmy Bucket, still a big game from Goran Dragic, and the Heat now find themselves one step away from the NBA Finals. Now, from the Heat perspective, we've seen that everything is going exactly According to plan, the Heat have really hit no speed bumps. They have hit Knockwood. Oh, why do I say that now? But really, everything has gone according to plan for the Heat. You know, they, look, they gelled at the right time. It's Jimmy Butler's team, and everything kind of falls in around it. Goran Dragic is, hey, okay, I'm the second or third option. Uh, that works out fine. Tyler Hero off the bench is the first option. Bam Adebayo is a guy that's going to be tough underneath. He's going to get his points, going to get his rebounds. Uh, the Heat, they know who they are. All right, And, you know, we talked about it a lot in, in the NFL that when you know who you are, are, you have a much better chance to succeed. The Raiders, they know who they are. We watch them play Monday night. They're a mid-range passing team. They will mid-range pass you to death. We will throw the ball eight yards down the field to 11 different guys. We don't <laughs> care. We're going to mid-range you into oblivion. But they're 2-0. and They know who they are. Are their personnel great? No, it's not great. Is their personnel okay? Yeah, Derek Carr is okay. Josh Jacobs is very good. Henry Ruggs looks like he could be a star, but really, the Raiders, they just move the ball around to to a lot of different targets, but they know who they are. The Cowboys struggle because they don't know who they are. Are they Dak driven? Are they Ezekiel Elliott driven? How, they don't know yet. They they still don't know what when things come down to it. What kind of team are we? So this is why they struggle. But the Heat. They clearly know who they are, and this is why they've gone through the Eastern Conference playoffs like they are and why they're a game away. Conversely, now you look at the Celtics, right? Mike Celtics, who he picked to get to the NBA Finals. Yeah. Look, they're here in the Conference Finals. Um, you look they ain't going to be here look, much longer if they play right. like they did uh, for the first half tonight. I mean, the you fact look that at it the was Boston close Celtics. at all with – yeah. Oh, yeah, with, with, with Tatum not even scoring, right? And, and this is my point is that the Celtics don't really know who they are yet. The Celtics have a lot of talent, and a lot of it is young. But because of different reasons, they don't know who they are. Is Jason Tatum a guy you can really count on all the time? Look, I love the guy. I told you I would have taken him number one overall in the draft that year because he was just that good. And certainly he has shown that, man, I can be that good. But then you get a game tonight where he doesn't score in the first half and another game with six turnovers. I mean, look, the the Celtics had 19 turnovers tonight. That is a killer. He has had a couple of huge games where he has had big turnovers that has killed the Celtics. Kemba Walker, can you count on Kemba Walker to be your guy? You thought coming in, this is going to be our guy. He's going to come in in the backcourt, and he's going to be the guy we go to to big shots. Boy, you see how good we're going to be with Kemba Walker. And they're still trying to find the way and the role for Kemba Walker. And now you have Gordon Hayward. Hey, I'm back. I'm off the bench. I'm going to score for you. Is his best roll off the bench is it as a starter the Celtics still don't know who they are they have not figured out that part they have a lot of talent and Brad Stevens is a phenomenal head coach but when I say to you who are the Celtics you would say well Jason Tatum's going to be a star but he's still a little bit here and you know Kemba Walker they should get him they should get more out of him a little bit you know Smart and Jalen Brown are good in the backcourt and you know Jalen Brown can make big shots too yeah you got Gordon Hayward off the bench 
they have a lot of talent, but they don't have that identity yet, and they don't know who they are. And when you come up against a team that does, this is what happens. You still have the Celtics have wild swings from game to game from their from their star players. One game, Kemba Walker could be terrific. You go, well, this is what we're getting out of Kemba Walker. Look at this. He had, he had 25 points tonight. He was terrific. And then the game before, Kemba Walker goes for five. And it's like, how do you play 52 minutes in, a, in an East uh, semis game against Toronto and score five points? How does Kemba Walker do that? I don't understand. But then he has a, a game with 29 points. He's still too erratic and up in the air. And, and if they find roles for everybody where this is what you expect, this is where we are, things would work better for the Celtics. That's all they need to do is figure out who they are. And once they do, then think they're going to hit that next level because they're already this good. Well, they'll hit that next level as soon as they figure out who they are. Get crushed in turnover margin, 19-8. to eight. They out-rebounded the Heat by six. You look at 14 three-point makes as opposed to 10 for the Heat, but also the Heat with a more efficient uh, and more trips to the free-throw line as it went. But, you know, as you're ta- talking it out, it's, well, you, you know who they who they are, right? They, they should. This is the same team. Like, there's not a lot of change here. It's just more the, the Heat and the buy-in to what Spolstra was selling. Uh, and defensive principles. The zone defense just wreaked havoc on what the Celtics were trying to do. It's like, all right, you know they're going to throw this at you. Why is it – I mean, I, I get it. It's Iguodala and Jimmy Butler at the front of it, which is going to make things hard. But, you know, you you guys have played together, right? You, in theory, have enough seasoning at this point to where you know where your teammates should be and how to break a zone. And they failed at that time and time again. And, you know, I, I don't want to bang on, on Jason Tatum, but he's supposed to be your leader. Uh, and he had a monster second half. They just needed him to show up in the first, right? So there was at least another option uh, to to avail himself. 0 for 7 uh, from the field as it went through. But, yeah, it's it's tough series because uh, on some levels you've got the same mindset or at least what the – the theoretical mindset is, but you know, the, the head of the snake, when you, when you're talking to the way Jimmy Butler approached thing 24 night tonight, and he seemed quiet, right? Cause it was all about Tyler hero, right? So quietly mm-hmm. you saw Jimmy Butler going to work and putting his stamp on this game as well. And for the, the Celtics, they make the big run Tatum with a monster second half, but just not enough to put them over because uh, whenever they needed a bucket or they needed a stop, they, they seemed to find one and bewildering Brad Stevens and the Celtics with the zone. <laughs> I, 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 again, it's it just baffling me how, how that was, was so difficult. And some of the turnovers were just silly, not quite the Jokic, hey, take the ball from me of yesterday. Mm-hmm. I know they won the game, but uh, that six minutes was painful to watch, you know, for my nuggets uh, mm. as we went through. But it's that same principle of, you know, stay with what got you here, right? Now is not the time to panic or be lethargic or whatever else. I get it. Guys have their minds on a lot of things. But for 48 minutes of, of game clock, you got you got to focus. And it seemed uh, the winning team, even though the margin was only three, uh, was certainly the heat tonight. I would have you know that the Celtics were minus three and a half for the second half. Um, the differential in the second half was three. 
I'll tell you, you know who the uh, the happiest guy in the world is tonight, Mike Harmon. Seeing all the Who's zone that? defense be played, Jim Beheim. How happy is he? Say, hey, look at this zone. See, zone is working. Look at it. The principal People, can go, uh, yes, can hey, go elsewhere. Absolutely. You know, I was in vogue for a few years. My 2-3 zone, then we had trouble making the tournament, and suddenly now I'm not the genius anymore. But, hey, look at the zone doing so well in the NBA playoffs now suddenly. And, and clearly, it is the difference in this series is that when the Heat go to a zone, the Celtics struggle. They still have not figured it out, even though they yelled at each other after game two, screaming in the locker room. They haven't figured out the zone, and and that's a wrinkle that Eric Spolster brought into this round that the Heat had not played previously. And when you you know you're breaking down differences in this series, you know the Celtics stars are playing well, the, the Heat stars are playing well. Heroes thirty seven points tonight, the outlier, but. W- what the Heat have brought in was, hey, we're going to give you this zone defense and good luck with it. And game one, it won the game for him. Game two, it won, it won the game for him. And game four tonight, it held them at bay and helped them win. And the Celtics are going to walk away from this and go, we just couldn't solve it. We, we, we ju- we, I, I don't understand. We just couldn't solve what they were doing. This is, again, this is why I go back to when you have an identity, who's going to be your zone buster, who's going to do this, who's going to do that. Things get a little bit easier, but clearly, you know, the Heat have are up 3-1 for a reason, and it's not just on the court with the players and getting more from the bench. It's coaching staff, too, and Brad Stevens is going to be pulling all that hair out trying to figure out a way to go, uh, we got to win three straight against a team that we can't stop and that we have trouble moving the ball against when they move to a zone. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'd love to see the Celtics make this a series. I'd love to see it go seven because, look, NBA playoffs are always better when you have more games. Sure. Now, clearly I want my Heat to win, you know, my Heat, because, you know, I picked them I to know, go to buddy. the finals before the uh, playoffs started. Uh, but, hey, seven-game series would be the best. I, I, I don't think there's any way we're seeing a seven-game series after this. No, I, half of me wants to do the Freddy Krueger thing and reach my arm down the uh, the phone line and start slapping you. Uh, but, the <laughs> <laughs> you know, your Heat, I picked them. Yeah, my yeah, yeah, and I picked the Nuggets and the uh, Celtics before it all started. I'm, I'm – Look, I'm still alive, uh, at least for a little while longer here in terms of those predictions. But, yeah, I, I, I don't know what the solution is at, at this point. The frustration is palpable, uh, and the communication, they just keep seeming to have dips uh, in in Boston, right? There's there's just not that continuity that they had displayed earlier in the season. And, look, the frustration of trying to break a zone and not being able to do it, I get that. I can guess where that bubble's over, and that's where we're at right now. We'll see if they can do a Denver Nuggets-like comeback uh, game five, what, on Friday. Mm-hmm. There we go. You and, you and I will be here for it. it is. It's Wednesday, yes. It's, it's okay. It's Wednesday. Oh, hey, and speaking of Wednesday, our latest episode of Special Teams is available now on iTunes, iHeartRadio app, basically wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, every week, Mike and I look back at a special year and some special teams that uh, were special that year in sports. And right now, we're kind of in a run of looking back at big NFL games affected by extreme weather. We had the Freezer Bowl last week, the 81 AFC championship game between the Chargers and the Bengals and up right now is the snowplow game the infamous Patriots 3 Dolphins 0 game played in the 1980s in which hey the 
Patriots won because they had the field cleared off for a snow by a snowplow for a game-winning field goal <laughs> by John Smith. Now, look, you've seen the highlight many a times, but if you listen to the podcast, you'll find out how the Dolphins almost won the game afterwards. The incredible people who got a game ball following it, what the Patriots players said after the game that will make you go, what are they saying, and how the Dolphins actually went to the NFL and wanted the result of the game overturned. The snowplow game, if you think you know a little bit about it we have some extra special stuff in there for you again again it's special teams with jason smith and mike Harmon. you can listen to it get, download it on itunes use the iheart radio app wherever you listen to podcasts make sure you rate us give us five stars and we'll love you forever and ever and ever we'll have more on the nba coming up a bit but straight ahead we remember an absolute legend in the national football league plus the question we should really be asking about russell wilson and the MVP. That's coming up next right here, Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? 
Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief works fast and you won't stink. It's pharmacist recommended odor-free pain relief for muscle pain, backache, strain sprains, even arthritis. There's no stinging or burning involved. It is simple pain relief. Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief works fast and you won't stink. Uh, We'll have more on Tyler Hero, the hero we all needed, coming up later on this hour, but... Some big stuff out of the NFL, and clearly, you know, a we lost a legend today in Gale Sayers, Pro Football Hall of Famer, who was one of the greatest to ever play, uh, passed away at the age of 77, the former Bears star who had his career cut short because of, of, of numerous knee injuries, uh, was just an absolute incredible player to watch on the field. You, you know, look, he was too young for me, but seeing highlights of Gale Sayers and how difficult he was to tackle. And despite the fact he was a bigger running back, he was six feet. He still had the elusiveness of a smaller guy. Uh, Gale Sayers was absolutely lightning. And even though he only played a few years, he's still a pro football Hall of Famer, averaged five yards a carry. And many people know him, of course, because of the famous movie Brian's Song. Look, that's, you know, that's part of who he is. Uh, you know, sure. a movie that was made uh, in the early 1970s, starring Billy D. Williams and James Kahn. And it was based on a true story of the friendship between Gail Sayers and Brian Piccolo, who was his teammate on the Bears. Brian Piccolo contracted a very rare and aggressive form of cancer. And Gail Sayers, the movie was about their friendship and, and, and how things went while he was suffering. And it was great to see Billy D. Williams and James Kahn both tweet out uh, great thoughts about them. And Billy D. Williams said about what a great honor it was for him to play Gail Sayers in the movie. I mean, this movie is 50 years old and still people talk about it. And, 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 and it means everything to the older uh, crowd of NFL fans who you know grew up. This is like the first big NFL movie you know that you could yeah. see. And it was really heavy topic and it was something different. And it was great to see people remembering this movie because in the end, it remembers Gail Sayers. And, you know, there wasn't many guys like Gail Sayers. And and all you got to do is watch a couple minutes of his highlights uh, from his heyday. And you go, my goodness, this guy was something. Well, I think, you know, it's it's interesting. One of the things passing the timeline today, today is the 20th anniversary of the release of the movie. Remember the Titans. Mm-hmm. Uh, another football movie uh, that talked about trying to bridge, you know, racial lines and, and find some commonality and and where where we're more alike than different. And that was certainly one of the things in, in Brian's song and and why they they tried to do a remake. Go back and watch the original. 
don't don't touch the uh, <laughs> touch the remake. Go back and watch Billy D and and James Caan, uh in in what they brought to bear in, in that movie. Uh, you know, just an amazing career for me growing up in Chicago. We had Walter Payton, and then we had the the footage and the legend that was Gale Sayers. Because at that point, you know, like you're a kid. You know, guy in his 40s or early 50s is old. And yeah. now I look oh, yeah. in the mirror and I'm like, oh, yeah. God. Uh, but but you think about what he was uh, at that time. Like, he was the elder statements and the way sp- people spoke of him with such reverence, you know, from broadcasters to, you know, men in my family, you know, folks that were watching football. I, grandma chimed in a bit, too. But, you know, Grandpa and, and, and my uncles and my dad going, you know, this was the guy, right? It's him and Jim Brown were – for them, the the two best that that just stood out uh, beyond all others, and and I know today a lot of comparisons. His career cut short due to the injury, so you have the obvious comparison one to one with uh, Terrell Davis and, and what his career was. Right, that black, mm-hmm. that that big flash, trying to say of uh, you know talent and just the huge statistics, but a career cut short. And then Barry Sanders, who you and I watched and certainly me again going back to the bears no matter if the lions were terrible uh you knew where you were in for a day of of watching just an artist at work you know minus four minus four oh by the way uh 75 and a touchdown uh and away he goes you know (laughs) dancing but just reading the the lines and and trying to find his gap and you go through all the video footage going out of gail sayers today and I mean that's that's one of the things that is just the hallmark of all right. Watch this run, patience, patience, and then he's got the speed of a sprinter. So off he goes, uh, and and absolutely dominant form. The the Kansas Comet, the uh, the apt nickname uh, as it, it was applied. College Football Hall of Famer, Pro Football Hall of Famer, actually served as the athletic director for SIU. For a few years, I mean, this is a guy that was into a lot of stuff. The last few years of his life, unfortunately, a lot of health concerns, lawsuits against the league and related to, you know, head trauma, etc. But um, today we we commemorate, you know, the, the greatness and, and a reminder to, to grab grab hold of the good and take a take a look back at, at your heroes and, and smile for a minute uh, for what they were able to put on display. You know, you want you want the quintessential Gale Sayers story. I, I'll, I'll tell you this: This is the guy who, the first five years in the league, was a Pro Bowler and a First Team All Pro. That's how good he was. In 1968, near the end of the season in November, he tore the ACL, MCL, and meniscus in his knee. So That's he bad. missed. Yeah, I mean, this is this is an injury that now, if you're talking about an NFL player in November who tears the ACL, the MCL, and the meniscus, this is an this is something that keeps you out for an entire full year, and you get to the point where a year from the injury, are you really going to rush the guy back for the final, you know, four games of the season? No, th- this is where you miss the end of that season, you miss another whole season, and then you come back a year after that. Right? That's what that injury is, and this is sometimes where I think about my over medicine because he gets hurt late in november right acl mcl meniscus like that's it for him right this is the end of 68 he comes back in 69 plays in every game and leads the league in rushing 
Okay, that yeah. he doesn't just come back and play. He comes back and leads the league in rushing. You talk about great moments in superstar guy stud history. This is Gale Sayers, and it was I was unfortunately his last real year in the NFL because he only played in in four games the next two years. His knee was just in such bad shape. But boy, you you talk. This is where like like I say mind over medicine because this is where okay you're out. You're seriously hurt. You're not going to come back. And this is partly because you don't know what the after effects are. Yeah, I got a knee injury and we'll have repel go out there. I'm, I'm not injured if I don't think I'm injured. And he goes out there and he runs for over a thousand yards and leads the NFL in rushing. And it's another amazing season from the guy less than a year removed from all of those injuries goes through training camp. Everything else comes in. Boom. Leads the league in rushing. You don't see that. You don't see that anywhere. And, and you know the pain it must have gone through coming back. But sometimes when you think I can go play, you go play. And, and, and look at the year he had there. I, I can't get over it. That's my favorite Gale Sayers story. You can see all the highlights, see everything else, but the fact he comes back less than a year and that's what he does, oh, man, that, that's hero stuff. 4.4 yards per carry that year, the only back to go over 1,000 yards. Uh, can't claim to have known the man. I met him a couple of times at different events around Chicago. Uh, always just uh, a crowd of folks just watching his every move. Like just the the great reverence, uh, and I know longtime media members in Chicago that that had worked uh, with Gail Sayers uh, just devastated today. Another uh, of, of that long list of Bears greats, Chicago sports greats, uh, passes away. A uh, little trivia on Brian's song for you, really quick though. Uh, George Hallis was in fact played by Jack Warden. Yeah, Jack Warden was in that. Love Jack Warden was yeah. so funny. Uh, I love. I mean, Casey. not in this movie, obviously, but yes. yeah. And then you you had a number of players uh, in there as themselves, mm-hmm. including Dick Butkus, Butkus uh, Ed Obradovich. Uh, Jack Concanon, amongst others. Uh, yeah. again, a little too inside Chicago there, but just kind of funny because so often we see, all right, how many actors do they have to cast to try to bring? Not, hey, you guys are uh, out of season a little bit. You want to earn some extra scratch <laughs> instead of whatever the normal the normal jobs you would take in the off season, right? Because yeah. let's talk about you know what the money was there and certainly the reputation of Alice in terms of you know handing over any extra cash. Uh, yeah, you guys want to be in a movie? Sure. What's the day rate <laughs> and it was and there was the abc movie of the week That's like this right. wasn't something that got released in cinemas and like, this wasn't love story you know this wasn't something you would have, this yep. was an abc movie of the week that still yep. lives you know 50 years later people still talk about brian's song and brian uh, and and brian piccolo and gail said my mom and grandmother both knew the movie one of my grandmother's favorite movies you don't know about brian piccolo and i go i don't know who brian piccolo is. I'm, I'm six years old i don't know she made me look up who brian Piccolo was in this movie and everything else, and I mean, it, this, this is an ABC movie of the week. Where we're going to shoot this movie and put it on TV on a Friday night, and look at where it is fifty years later. Well, the legend of Khan and and Billy D. Williams, the, the speech that everybody quotes, uh, all sorts of Emmy nominations, and Jack Warden won for mm-hmm. actor in a supporting role. I'll have mm-hmm. you know. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon. 
Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening with all this talk with Russell Wilson and and he should be the MVP now he's now the odds on favorite to win the MVP in Vegas it's like fans and some members of the media want to bully everybody into say Russell Wilson's the MVP this year he's got to win the MVP and any other view is not right and it doesn't matter anybody else okay the real focus shouldn't be Russell Wilson being the MVP and it, is, is he you know is, is he the leader so far yes absolutely and 
if it comes out to be, yeah, great, but it's two weeks. So uh, with Russell Wilson, why are we ta- even having a conversation about Russell Wilson being the MVP? It's two weeks into the NFL season, all right? That's a ridiculous conversation. The conversation that's worth having that needs to happen is how has Russell Wilson not gotten a single MVP vote in his career up until now? That's the big question. Not that, okay, we should win this year. Maybe he will. I mean, he's had a great first two weeks, and he's already up at the top, and and he's one of, you know, it's Russell Wilson and Josh Allen and Cam Newton. Everybody's talking about them. Yeah, like I said, it's two weeks. But how has the guy not gotten a vote up until now? Because that doesn't make sense. That's what I'd like to see expanded on a little bit. Why have no voters given him a vote for MVP? Do they not like him? Do they think he's a phony? Do they, yeah, has he said stuff to them? Because that really doesn't make sense. Because there's years where clearly he should have gotten at least half the votes. There could, there's a couple of years he should have been the MVP. Not only that, he hasn't gotten one vote. That's the conversation we should be having and what should be looked into. Not, well, let's make sure he wins it this year because he's had a great track record so far and he's had nothing to show for it in MVP votes. Yeah, I'm just going to put it this way. I'm not letting you get me into a conversation about who should have their votes stripped or anything. The other people have had that fight. I am not going into that fight. I want to Let's take the votes away from everybody. Well, okay, if it's all equal, <laughs> equal opportunists. Uh, but, no, that's certainly the case with Russell Wilson. It, it's just a, a curious statistical anomaly that, that just leaves me confused as hell uh, as to how the voting process rolls through but as we know you know narratives form folks attach themselves to it or the you know sometimes there's just a statistical uh out outburst by a player that just can't be denied we've certainly had a couple of years of those in a row so we have that working for you as well uh as the season goes on I'm sure someone will close the gap, right? If the Cowboys win this week, that probably puts a little bit of a dent into that uh, MVP talk, right? So, you know, there'll be an ebb and flow. But once you get a good narrative and story going, it's it's hard to break. We know that. Uh, Folks will leave facts or any other evidence to the contrary in the wayside, no matter what it is. Uh, And certainly with MVP voting, you know, we we fight about it all the time. So I, I think there there's certainly more to that uh, as we flow. Russell Wilson, what, two more incompletions than touchdown passes through two weeks? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's phenomenal. I mean, how ridiculous it's is that? Amazing. I mean, he's got not. Yeah, he's got nine incompletions and he's got nine touchdowns. I mean, that's. I mean, uh, he's got eleven incompletions 11 and, and nine, nine touchdowns. Right? I mean, that's insane. Yeah, so it's insanity through two weeks. Obviously, a pace that cannot be held up. I, I got to think someone brings something for the uh, Seattle defense here. Uh, it won't be Dallas. I can tell you that. But uh, <laughs> when when we look at the Russell Wilson career. Right. As of now, he's the defined by the Pete Carroll play call and the interception at the goal line. Yes, that which is unfortunate. Yes. Right. This is still a guy with you mean he's got six Pro Bowl seasons. All right. He's had in 2017. He led the league in touchdowns. Right. In 2015, he led the league in quarterback rating. In 2016, he led the league in yard passing per game. He had four fourth quarter comebacks last year. If Dak Prescott had we be oh, you got to give Dak the MVP. He's had all these things. Not saying that this year he should have been the MVP, but it's 
in any of these years, the guy doesn't get a vote. The guy, something, something is not right when he doesn't get a vote. All the things he's accomplished, there's something not right when he hasn't gotten one vote with everything he's done. Mm. All right, it's time, time to just tear it down. <laughs> tear it down, just like the you Hall know, of Fame voting, just like Jason Cole's trying to do there. We'll get Jason uh, Cole on. Maybe, that, maybe that's the idea. We'll get Jason Cole on tomorrow, and he can talk to us about it. That's not a okay, bad idea. That could be part of the crusade. I, I got it. Look at you thinking, Mike Harmon. I dig that about you. Uh, that's what I do, man. I try to bring it all together. Uh, Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Coming up next, we got more on Tyler Hero's incredibly large night, plus two more big NFL stories we have to get into. One I'm going to bite my lip we're going to get into, and, and one is just insane. So keep it right here. This is Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. I'm an ass, Live from the Geico Studios. As we celebrate the Heat's win over the Celtics tonight, we celebrate the great game that we saw. Uh, The Heat win at 112-109. Jason Tatum, no points in the first half, makes up for it with a 28-point second half. Not enough, as Tyler Hero off the bench for 37 points, most points scored in a conference finals game by a rookie, and the Heat are now one game away from the NBA Finals. So we celebrate the big night from Tyler Hero by playing the Tyler Hero game. Uh Alex Tyshirt has a bunch of songs with the word hero in them. Our job is to identify them, and uh, we see who wins, and this is how we do it, the Tyler Hero game. Alex Tyshirt, whatever you have picked off of Spotify, we are ready for. All right, Jay, so do you remember how we last left off when we played the game last? Was Mike in the lead? Were you in the lead? Was it Uh, nobody in the lead? I think I I was blindly uh, guessing. (laughs) We both knew Nickelback. I guessed that it was an anime song. Uh, it was an unmitigated disaster, and I'm glad we're bringing it back. I think, I think we you... were tied. Let's say we were tied. Okay, and I think you guys <laughs> brushed over a very important thing there that Mike said, Nickelback! Oh, what are you doing? Okay, thank you. Can we have a well, song? We are you guys ready? one of their songs. Go ahead, buddy. Can, can we have a song? <laughs> oh, this is Foo Fighters. There it is. There we go. Nice. That's Foo Fighters. There we go. Yeah. Okay, well done, what. well done. Foo Fighters, very under, I mean, they were one of those bands in the, the aughts when I say that's a vast, barren wasteland of pop culture. Foo Fighters was one of the bands that owned the aughts. You keep they adding bands aughts. to the aughts, Jason, yes. I notice. Yeah, but they still keep getting it done, man. And when they opened for the police, man, that was a rocking good time. <laughs> you guys ready for the next? Ready for yeah. the next one. Ah, oh, little David Bowie. David action. Bowie and Heroes. Nice. Okay. I'm glad you're playing songs that, that everybody knows and not like, here's a random anime song. Whoa. From, uh, called I'll have you know One Punch was very famous, okay? What, what, no, and One Punch is not famous. <laughs> Two Punches was more famous. Three Punches more famous than that. Okay, you need to stop with all like the extras, okay? <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Give us another hero song. Any guesses? It's Carly Rae Jepsen. <laughs> That's not. That's a pretty good guess, though. Yeah, that high pitch. I don't know. I always would uh, think this was the one girl from, uh, oh, what was that movie? Dove Cameron. No. (laughs) Nicely done. (laughs) This is Alesso, A-L-E-S-S-O. Oh, Alesso, remaking Heroes. Yeah, featuring Low or something like that. All right, all right. All right, give me a second. Mike and I are still tied. We're still tied here because I had the first one. You had had David Bowie right before I did, so very good. I'll give you lunch if you can name this band. 
Oh, uh, <laughs> this is from Blink One Eighty Two times. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's got to say Blink One Eighty Two. Uh, it's not the Offspring. No. Uh, is that uh, Fastball? <laughs> no. Slowball would have been better guess, but no. Uh, I Shine have no down. Idea. No. I this don't. is Boys <laughs> Likes Girls. Oh, never heard of Boys Likes Girls. Boys yeah, right like off, right off me the, uh... like girls. Really? That's no all? boy like girls. Really? No. Or girls like all right, boys? Give me one more. Hold on. Girls like boys like me. That's not the same song. Stop it. Can you name the Dan, movie this is from? Dan Fogelberg. Oh, my goodness. Is it from uh, Juno? No. No, it sounds like it might be from Juno. Uh, from Winnie yeah. the Pooh? Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> no, it's not from Winnie <laughs> It's from a movie called Boyhood. Oh, oh, it's from this from Boyhood? Yes. Yeah, this but, is Family of the Year. I know what Boyhood is. Are oh, you man, sure? I don't know the song. Yeah, the movie was great, and then the last hour I hated everybody in the movie. Oh, God. Yeah, Boyhood was really overrated. It was the last great. one was going to be Mariah Carey, so there's that too. Ah, uh, well, maybe we'll play that coming up next hour. There we, we go. Got big stories out of the NFL coming up next. Fox. I'm Diosa and I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio, season nine. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 